Greetings, PBIC. Welcome to the Post-Church Podcast, a time where we reflect on the Sunday sermon and answer some practical questions. My name is Neil, and I'm here with Pastor Billy and Pastor Sean. Today's sermon uh, is focused on Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 24. The title is Kingdom Treasures. So, Pastor Billy, go ahead and give us a small summary of the sermon. Thanks, Neil. So, we're continuing on here um, in the Sermon on the Mount, and we come here to Matthew six nineteen to twenty four, and here we see Jesus deals with the subject of our priorities, or in other words, what we treasure. What is it that we treasure? So he does this by addressing. Um, it's sort of in three different aspects. Firstly, the heart um, in verses 19 to 21, uh, the soul in verses 22 to 23, and the will in verse 24. And what we see is Jesus wants us to have the right treasure, the right devotion, and the right master. And it is possible and even a temptation to have uh, the wrong treasure or to be devoted to the wrong thing and to serve the wrong master. Uh, so what we have here in kind of coming out of uh, our series in the Lord's Prayer is um, the priorities that the Lord's Prayer sort of funnels into or leads us to. Thank you, Pastor Billy. So, Cutting right into it, first question, tithing. Is tithing a biblical mandate in modern churches? Well, is it? The answer to that question is, um, in many churches, it is, right? So uh, so if we circle back, right, if we're talking, when we're talking about tithing, we're talking about a practice of um, a giving of 10%, right, of one's income into the church, into the ministry of the church as um, a consistent uh, form of, uh, of giving um, that has its um, origins, right, uh, coming out of the Old Testament. Um, and historically, uh, many churches um, have uh, used that 10% as the um, as the standard for their giving practices and even into um, the modern day here, right? So <clears throat> I will, you know, kind of maybe speak to how we here at our church sort of apply it. So um, we don't here look at tithing in terms of a 10% as some kind of um, requirement or mandate, but more look at it as a... Um, a starting point or a recommendation or, um, you know, kind of a place to start when thinking about giving. Really, in looking at the New Testament, right, and all of the sort of guidance around giving for us, we really are emphasizing a few aspects when it comes to giving and that it be, uh, we should be giving freely, right, not out of any sort of compulsion. Um, we should be giving sacrificially um, and that we should be giving uh, consistently 
And that's really kind of the approach we use in terms of um, giving here. Um, and and I think I think that's helpful, right? Because um, people should be generous, right? And shouldn't be limited to ten percent in some sort of way, right? Right? You know, you could give more than that, right? Um, um, it could be less than that, but still be giving f freely and sacrificially and consistently, right? So um, for us here in, in the church, in our church, right, um, we don't view the tie there, the tie there as as a mandate. Um, but really want to apply those principles as the New Testament teaches of free giving, sacrificial giving, and, and consistent giving. So I know that when we look at the Old Testament, you you see, Pastor Billy, like you were saying, there is a mandate, right, in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And and we also know that in the Old Testament, you're dealing with like a theocratic government, right? So it's it's in a different context. When we look at the New Testament, we don't necessarily see an explicit mandate but would you say that the tithe is a good guide? Yeah, as a guide, right, as a sort of a place to start, um, definitely, right? It's a good, you know, starting point. Um, but really, when you, when you talk about giving, um, it should be something that's done out of the passion from our, our heart, right? So if we're just doing it kind of, out of some kind of yeah right some kind of obligation or anything like that right we really miss the essence of what the giving is really about um so yeah definitely useful as a guide um but you you know in terms of mentality when it comes to giving those those three principles that we talked about i think are really important right free sacrificial and consistent Right. And I think there can also be a danger in just subscribing to the idea of just a tithe because you can fall into the trap of just viewing it as an obligation. Right. I've, I've done my 10 percent. I'm good yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah, it's really you should be really coming back to it again and again and really thinking about it in an active, intentional kind of way as opposed to an autopilot kind of kind of way. Right. That's really, I think, when the New Testament is talking about giving, it's not talking about something that's kind of rote or anything like that. It's it's a vibrant sort of giving that's um, experientially connected to an active faith, right? There's nothing right or ritualistic about it. Right. And today you were talking a lot about treasures and where our value in treasures are. Um, next question is, how do I test or self-examine where I stand on where I put value in the treasures in my life? How, how am I able to test that? Yeah, this is is a great question because i think it's it's not very hard to figure out um there are some sort of diagnostic questions you can ask yourself right off the bat that will give you kind of some window a window into um what your treasures are and where your heart is okay so so here, here are some just great diagnostic questions to ask yourself. One would be, what occupies your thoughts when there's nothing else to do? Or when you're daydreaming, right? Mm -hmm. Where do your thoughts go? Often they're going to go where, to where your treasure is. They're going to go to where your, where, your, where your heart is at, right? Um, the other thing you can ask is, what is it? that you worry about the most, right? 
you know, what is it that you are, that, you know, that you're fearful of or you're afraid of, right? And if you do some digging there, you can also land to something that might be an idol, right? Or it might be, um, you know, something that might be, it might be a treasure that you might need to think about. Another question is, um, what is it that you're most f fearful of losing? Like, what is it in your mind where you're like, well, if, if I didn't have that thing, it would, you know, have the most impact in your life. That's another question you can ask to kind of calibrate. Um, and this question I think is, is, is my favorite of these self-diagnostic ones is, what are the things that we measure others by? And this is really revealing because it's kind of like um, a, a, a mirror because we measure other people by the things that we treasure. Right? So, like, if you look at someone else, you do we measure people, like, by, by their looks or by their education or by their home or whatever, right? How do, you, how do you, you know, measure other folks? And then you throw that back to yourself and say, oh, yeah, it's because this, I treasure this thing. I value this thing. And um, I think one more question you could ask is what, what do I think, I, you know, I cannot be happy without, right? So we take all those questions and kind of put them together. I think, I think it's fairly straightforward to get, get kind of a handle on, you know where your heart is leaning, where you're, where you are in your life, the things in your life that you're prone to, to treasure as opposed to God. Right? I think that's good. It's a good question. I think that's really uh, good because, <clears throat> personally speaking, I mean, um, I like to put all those questions into, you know, in one basket. Like growing up, you know, like I guess for me, for all of us, like in the Indian culture, it's really success and all that is measured by education, how much, like. You know how much money you're making and even in the christian community um it's and i think for me personally i think i'm guilty of that you know comparing my peers or like people in my age you know how much what they're doing and then what i'm doing but in a sense where where, where can we draw that line where money is not you know like money's we we say money is the root of all evil, but it's the love of money that's the root of all evil. So, but in a in a you know, like where do we draw that line where where we can find that financial stability or like f find that priority? Like how do we prioritize? Yeah, like it's money and right. Mo you know? like we know that you make that distinction between the money and the love of money, right? So, money in and of itself, right, is amoral. We start there, right? It's not just there on its own, right? But um, when our affections, right, are in a place where we um, are connected to it, and that's where you talk about the love of money, um, that's where, um, you know, there's kind of an issue. So, you know, it's a tool, right? It should serve our purposes, or more rightly, it should serve God's purposes, as opposed to the other way around, right? So <clears throat> there's sort of, when you look at kind of the uh, prosperity theology that's kind of infiltrated its way into the Western church, um, it's an idea where you know, God is viewed at this, as this sort of subservient to us, right? God is um, this sort of you know, genie that 
answers all of our wishes, right? So then there you see that God has become subservient to money where it should be the other way around, right? Where it's really that idea that these resources that we have, that we are custodians, stewards of these resources. And to view all the resources we have through the lens of stewardship is very different than through the lens of ownership. When we view any resource through the lens of ownership, we're immediately um, prone to devolve into pride, right? It's, it's just that path is so easily laid out for us. But when you view any resource through the lens of stewardship, right, immediately um, you're setting your footing in a humble sort of path and much better opportunity to um, see it as a tool to the glory of God as opposed, as opposed to something that is attempting to take glory from God. That's great. For our last question, I know that in our church, um, since its inception last year, Billy, you know, you and I have focused on making it a point and to be very intentional about um, how the service looks, hmm. um, that we want to make sure that we're preaching the word, that we want to make sure we're praying the word, we want to make sure we're singing the word too. And I know this week um, we were without one of our worship leaders, and so Neil and I were putting together the worship set, and Neil sent me one of these songs, and I sat down and I just looked at it, and I, I said, oh, that's perfect. because Which one? Which one? Uh, Be Thou My Vision. Oh, Be Thou, okay. And so when I was reading the lyrics and I was thinking about the sermon that we were going to be hearing, um, I could see the intentionality behind picking that song. So, yeah. Neil, I wanted to ask you this question today. Um, in one of the verses, it says, Riches I heed not, nor man's empty praise. What was your thought process when you were picking that for this yeah, week? Yeah, that was good. Wow. That was a curveball, huh? Um, well, to be honest... It's probably one of my favorite songs. Uh, no, um, we've I've been singing this song since I was a kid uh, in India. But back in when I was in India, like it's like a it's a procession song in choir. Uh, but I didn't really mean I didn't really know what it meant meant you know. But then it grew on me, and then um, later on in life, figured you know once you l actually look into the lyrics, you see that starting off right. Um, be it out my vision riches I heed not basically it's not me uh, it's not about me it's about what God has in store for me and what he it's his will that is important um, like I think that goes perfectly with the sermon you know the treasures of you know is it earthly treasures is it you know heavenly treasures um, the other thing it kind of dovetails perfectly with the sermon too where it you talk about the vision of God. Um, we know, I you did mention this as well. Um, what was it in verse 22? Um, you should be s single in your devotion. The eye is the source of your light. You know, the eye is the lamp of the body. So the vision is basically, um, it's, you know, we're looking at it through God's, God's lens, God's vision. Um, but, yeah, it just—it's just a perfect song for this uh, occasion, you know. Um, everything is based on his lens. So yeah, com like you're talking about the riches I heed now. It's not 
about us um not my inheritance you know down the first in my heart he is he is who we look at first high king of heaven my treasure thou art he is the treasure yeah no it it, it connects so beautifully right that he is the treasure he is the prize um that above and beyond everything else you know we get jesus um it's i think it's great because i I think in the sermon i tied in the the hymn take the world but give me Mm -hmm. jesus and it's interesting how there's some connections between those two hymns because the last verse of the hymn says take the world but give me jesus in his cross my trust shall be till with clearer brighter vision face to face my lord i see so this idea that and you know our our, our, our church name is pilgrims vision international church and those two ideas are very important here one that what we see how we see is very important that our perspective is very important our vision essentially and two that idea that we are sojourners we're pilgrims right that we have a a home uh, that we a destination that we're headed for and that influences and colors everything that we do and everything that we value and the things that we treasure right amen amen so um just a closing thought um let us keep that in mind uh be mindful that where your treasure is there your heart will be also so who we really are on the inside should belong to god as he has redeemed us he has purchased us with his blood so to love or treasure anyone more than jesus christ it is spiritual adultery of the heart um so thank you pastor billy that was wonderful um any questions to think about for the week yeah we'll start with first um it's kind of an introspective question it's uh, can you identify a grasping mentality in your life so in the sermon we talked about that idea of, of a grasping mentality so you know what might you be holding on to too tightly in your life that's one secondly um thinking about devotion what does it mean to be devoted to god is this devotion an inward personal response or is it an outward action and why um and thirdly in in thinking about money why is money not able to provide satisfaction security and stability and kind of a follow-up to that in what ways is god alone able to provide satisfaction security and stability thank you pastor billy some great points to uh, think about Um, So we look forward to tackling those questions this week. And until next Sunday, let us strive to live all of life to the glory of God.